though, and happy 2020 to you. It's myself, Jay Hall, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Shape Up Podcast, which is being recorded to you live from Dr. Lee's Barbershop located in the Southeast Washington, D.C. The conversation will be led by therapist Tyreek Amari Walton, as today we talk about red flags and green flags in relationships. You know, those warning signs you should have known better about, or maybe you should look out for. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So the conversation got intense with our fellow barbers and customers who were in the building. So make sure you get your popcorn ready, turn your ears on, embrace yourself. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, looks like we're, we're going to actually get started on time for once. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. This is a cloudy day, but we're going to make some sunshine in here. Make sure we have some good conversation for everybody. Um, my name is Tariq Omari Walton. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm working with Charlene Anderson, and starting with today, we come in here once a month to do what's called the Shape Up. The purpose of the Shape Up is to have a conversation with you guys around things like relationships, financial responsibility, emotional health, mental health, all those different kinds of things. And we've been doing this now since May of 2018. I want to thank Dr. Lee and the, the crew in here for having us back month after month. Um, this has always been a really good conversation, a good place to have these sorts of conversations. Um, and today, the main focus will be on green relationship, green flags and re relationship red flags. Meaning, what are those things that kind of let you know someone may be worth getting into a relationship with versus those things that say, hey, we need to step away. This may not be where we want to go with things. And so as part of this conversation, I want to make sure that everyone here gets involved. We all have a say. We all have opinions. We all have experiences. So make sure if you have something to say, feel free to join in the conversation, all right? So as we get started, the first thing I want to do, so Thursday night, I was on my friend Ty Cobb's um, radio talk show. And she had, a, had me do a, a breakdown of eight different ways you can tell that a man is ready to be in a relationship, all right? And so I just want to get your opinion about this because everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has their own thoughts on this. But for me, I just want to see where you guys are with this too, all right? So here we go. So sign number one. Let me know if this is real or not. Sign number one. If a man is ready to commit into just a relationship. We're not even talking about marriage right now. Just a regular old relationship. One. He becomes more intentional in his actions and behaviors, meaning he focuses more on you and what you want to do, not just what he wants to do. Is that true or not? True? Okay. Number two. This is an interesting one. He will ask for your parents' phone numbers and contact information if he's serious about you. Is that true or not? False? Why do you say false? But if you're showing how much you care and you want to know, you know, that make sure that person's safe or be able to communicate with somebody if something happens, wouldn't it be good to have some contact information of people who really care about them? Facebook. Facebook. Everybody's mother and father ain't on IG and Facebook now. All right? Everybody's not there yet. This is something to consider, something to think about. <laughs> we got mixed reactions here. Okay, number three. He includes you in his discussions about his future. Meaning if he's talking about trying to find a house, he's talking about trying to find it with you. If he's talking about what he wants to do with his career, he's taking you into consideration when doing that. Is that true or false? Okay. Number four. Some of y'all might not like this one. 
gives you the keys not just to his crib, but to his car too. <laughs> Why is that false? Doesn't that show trust? It shows trust, right? I mean, that's the ultimate trust. If somebody give me the keys, not just to the crib, knowing that you're going to go through everything in the house, more than likely, but also give me the keys to the car? But it's not just, but think about this. It's not about her driving it. Say if you lose your keys or say if you get locked out somewhere. Oh, well, there you go. But for those of us, for those of us who don't have a mother or father who live in town, you might want to have somebody who has access for you, huh? What do you mean? Uh-oh. Do- Dr. Lee disagrees with that one. <laughs> yep, see? See, there you go. See? Everybody looks at this a little bit differently, right? By the way, I have a second microphone here. So make sure, because you know we are recording. want to make sure everybody gets on the mic. So we'll share with that, too. Oh, sorry. Thank you, though. All right. So we at? We at number four. Let's look at number five. All right, this is a big one. He considers you before committing plans with others. He takes into consideration what you have planned, what you might want to do, before he actually starts making plans with somebody else. True or false? True. This is real quiet right now. They think Y'all thinking? That's true? Okay. See. Aaron agree with me, then I know I'm right. Number six, makes himself more available and accessible to you, meaning both emotionally and with his time. Yeah, we all have a lot to do, but he's actually going to try his best to make sure that he has time for you as well. True or false? True? Okay, good, 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 good. (laughs) Number seven, he doesn't hide from pictures during different events and parties. Meaning he's not, he may not be posting you all over the place, but he's also not hiding from it either. Oh, y'all sound a little scared right now. Y'all sound a little shook on that one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure people use that excuse a whole lot too, right? But, again, it's about showing that you are ready to commit to somebody. If you're not ready to commit, you're not trying to be all up on their IG or Facebook or somebody else's. (laughs) and finally number eight this may be a hard one to hear y'all doesn't keep his phone on silent or do not disturb and or leave it face down when you're around huh but it's also about hiding are you hiding something see it's one thing to say it's one thing to say hey I just want to have you know peaceful time quiet time with you I don't want it to be interrupted so yeah, I have it on silent, I have it you know, on do not disturb, I keep it the phone down. But it's another thing, we have other things going on that you're trying to keep quiet. So it's about showing that you are not hiding anything. Y'all got real quiet on that one. <laughs> all right, all right. Can I get a true or false from somebody? Oh, I got one true, got, we got one true, we got one true. Okay, we got two truths, two truths. The rest of y'all real, being real quiet. Say what? <laughs> but we're talking about consistently. Okay. All right. 
So that gets into something else we're actually going to bring up in a little bit. We're talking about boundaries then, because people aren't respecting your boundaries. And that's actually going right into what are some red flags and green flags of healthy relationships. Because if somebody's not respecting your boundaries, that is not a good sign of where things will go. So here we go. We're going to pass a few things around for you. Just focus on the side with the colorful pictures. Let me grab one, though. And the other side, we have the thing we're going to do a little bit later on, like we always do, to just go down the sheet and see where we all are on these different topics. All right, so as the sheets go around, just thinking about this. So we always talk about what are some red flags when it comes to relationships. What are the things that we try and stay away from? And so that's over-talked about all the time. The negativity, what to avoid. But do you know what to look for in terms of healthy signs? Those green flags. Are we sure what those green flags are? All right. So let's start off with the green flags. Let's talk about the thing, the relationship green flags. Those things that you want to see in somebody when you're considering being in a relationship with somebody, all right? Some green flags. So the first one supports your personal growth. How true is that? How often do you need that with somebody? All the time, right? Why is that, why is that important? You say they could, oh, that's fine. Why is that important? Why is somebody supporting your personal growth important? want to be a part of what you got going on and they should be able to support that okay they should be able to support that they if they were true they want to be a part of what you what you're doing right why else why else is that important because when you think about it we all have to grow we all have room to grow a lot of us don't realize that but a lot of us do have room to grow and so you want somebody who's going to be there pushing you along, not forcing you, not dragging you, because nobody can force you to grow. Nobody can grow for you. Nobody should want it more than you do. But if you do want it for yourself, you want some people there who are going to be there to support you, who are going to push you up, who are going to hold you up. Those times when you're having a hard time actually making those adjustments, because it's not always easy. It's not always easy to grow. But when you have somebody there who's constantly encouraging you, then it feels a little bit easier. It's less pressure just on you. It's not only your own shoulders. So you want to have somebody who's going to support your personal growth. All right. Another green flag for relationships. Someone who actually practices self-care. We've talked about self-care here before and why that's so important. But why is it important? Why do you think it's important when it comes to relationships? Why is it important to see somebody who actually practices their own self-care? I think that's a big one for me at this point because... I feel like the habits, good habits or bad habits are so contagious, you know what I'm saying? And if you're not, like, loving yourself, I think self-care is, like, a part of loving yourself. Yeah. And if you haven't did that work, then you can't really love anybody else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What else? What else? Why is self-care so important when it comes to relationships? Anybody, any thoughts, anybody? Let me say this. Along the lines of what Charlene said, you want to be with somebody who's actually taking care of themselves. Because if they're not taking care of themselves, they may not be in a place to help you out when you need that kind of help. So we're talking about, you know, before we're saying how you want to have somebody who supports your personal growth, where they're not helping themselves out, 
if they're not practicing the self-care needed for them to be in a better place, how are they going to be in a good place to support you? And so you want to watch that. And we talk about self-care. We're not just talking about somebody who goes home and, you know, drinks all night or smokes all night. Yeah, they're finding a way to cope with whatever's going on with them, but those aren't healthy signs. You want to be with somebody who's actually figuring out how to do things in a healthy way that you may want to be able to learn from, or they can also show you how to do, right? So you want to be with somebody who actually practices self-care. Someone who is self-reflective. Self-reflective, we talked about that too. Being able to see yourself in the things that you do and be honest about those things. It's very easy for us to lie and put things onto other people and say, well, that wasn't my fault, that was their fault, but actually can take responsibility for themselves and see their own actions and what they do. Why do you think that it's important to have somebody who is reflective like that? We got a quiet crowd today. Y'all started out raucous earlier. Now y'all quiet. What's going on? Are we just contemplating? Are we thinking about it? Is that what's happening? I missed the whole question. <laughs> Being with somebody who's self-reflective. Why is that an important green flag of relationships? Self-reflective. Meaning they take responsibility for their own actions and see themselves in what they do. Anything, Dr. Lee? Why is that important? Okay, so why Dr. Lee is continuing to contemplate, let me say this. One of the reasons why it's important to have somebody who is self-reflective because if they can take responsibility for themselves, they're not always going to put stuff on you. How many of us have been in relationships where someone is always blaming you for what's going on? We all have experienced that, right? So imagine for a second that person can take responsibility. They can see what they're doing and not always say, well, you're the cause of it. Even when you get into abusive relationships, you know, you have people saying, well, I hit you because you made me do it. They're not being reflective. They're not seeing their own actions. I yelled at you. I cussed at you because of something you did. That's not being reflective. That's blaming somebody else. So you want to be with somebody who says, okay, I could take responsibility for the things that I did and not putting it all on you. Dr. Lee, did you come up with anything? There you go. There you go. I know I know. I did, Dr. Lee. All right. Here goes another one. Long-standing friendships. A relationship green flag. Long-standing friendships. Why is that important? Long-standing friendships. People who have long-standing friendships, that's a good... Green flag for relationships. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. What else? How about this point? 
if the person you're with doesn't have long-standing relationships, what does it say about friendships? What does it say about the process of having someone along with you? Because nobody can stand being around them that long. What are the chances you can be able to do the same thing? Right. Right. I so think, go I ahead. Think for me, it's like you learn so many foundation skills in friendships, you know, um, that are transferable into relationships. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with anyone that's not my, my best friend anyway, you know. So if you don't know how to uh, maintain a friendship, you haven't went through those, those skill sets, then you're not prepared for a relationship. Right. It's important to know people who actually know how to maintain relationships, maintain friendships. Because they can't do it with anybody else, more than likely they're not going to be able to do it with you. I'm going to come back to empathy a little bit later. We've talked about vulnerability. And we've, we've discussed why it's so hard for men to be vulnerable, right? But why is that a green flag of relationships? Being vulnerable. Right. Right. You want to be, oh, I'm sorry. vulnerable you know you want to want to make sure you ain't ain't got no walls up with the person you're in a relationship with or you want to feel like you can be vulnerable with your partner as well you know don't have to be reciprocated too right that's true that's true and so being vulnerable being vulnerable with someone means being able to share whatever you want to share and talk about anything you know, share your emotions, share your feelings, share your thoughts, and not have your walls up. And so if someone's able to be vulnerable with you, that means that exact thing. They're not going to have walls up with you. And so that emotional closeness you're looking for, they'll be able to provide because they don't have those walls up. And so you want somebody who can be willing to be vulnerable with you. Here's an interesting one. Spirituality. Now, spirituality can mean anything. It could be religious you know, specific religions. It could mean an attachment to a higher power. It can mean all different types of things. But why do you think spirituality is a good flag for relationships? What your partner, what you and your partner agree on some things, you know. She don't have to be, uh, it's not about Christians and and all these different spiritual things about uh, spirituality, but what connection are you uh, with your religion? And if both of y'all on the same page and the foundation, y'all both believe in the same thing, then that's, def- that's definitely a, re- a good thing. Yeah. Right. What up, Dr. Lee? I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't believe spirit, spirituality doesn't really, that don't mean anything to me. Um, because some individuals will, they'll, they'll do anything to, to get into the relationship or, I've seen people pretend like they were so spiritual. And then you find out later on, man, nobody is, is really all of that. So I just don't think that carries that much weight. Because okay. we human beings are all day long. And I just don't. I just don't believe it. Okay. Let me say this. When I talk about spirituality, particularly when it comes to relationships and that sense of spiritual intimacy, I talk about it from the standpoint of not just sharing the same religion or religious thoughts, but having a common idea about, you know, your walk in life. You know, if you guys have a very similar walk. And so that's what's important, knowing that you guys are going in the same direction. 
It doesn't have to be influenced by religion, but sometimes it is. But recognizing that you guys care about some of the same things in the world, have the same values, that's what's important about it. Go ahead, sis. What's Hello, up? Hello, everybody. Hey. 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 Um, I just want to say on the spirituality piece or belief system piece, I, I think that that is um, something that people put too much value into because they think that morality and value systems are rooted in religious belief or spiritua uh, spirituality. And morals and values are actually based upon just having empathy, just empathy for your, your, your fellow man or woman. So I think that, you know, like I said, people put too much value on spirituality and religion when it has nothing to do with that. Okay. You being a good person and, right. and possibly being a good partner. Right. Okay. Can't argue with that at all. Um, another one. Self-sufficiency, meaning somebody can take care of themselves. Yeah. Oh, Y'all get loud on that one, huh? <laughs> Y'all get loud on that one. Why is that important? Why is self why is, why self-sufficiency so <laughs> Why? Why is that important though? Y'all cheered that one. Right. Don't nobody want nobody needy, right? Uh, I believe it's important because it's hard enough trying to to complete your own goals and pay your own bills and you hook up with somebody who you got to pay for everything. You can't, you can't even take a trip. You have to do everything. And then you, you will get rid of that load quick. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have it today. Right. But also, just think about it like this. You know, if you're with somebody who, you know, okay, they can't pay for their own things, but also don't want to take responsibility, don't want to do things for themselves, um, yeah, it could be a weight on you, whether it's financially, emotionally, physically, whatever, just imagine being with somebody who needs you for absolutely everything. How tiring does that get? And so after a little while, yeah, you might be able to do that at first because, you know, you want to show, yeah, I care about you, so I'm going to do what, I what you asked about, right? But all they do is ever ask, especially if they never give, but they're always asking. That will wear you out. So you want to be with somebody who's self-sufficient. Healthy hobbies. Why is it important for somebody to have healthy hobbies when it comes to relationships? So they don't get on your nerves. <laughs> That's right. So they don't get on your nerves. What do you mean? In what way? What do you mean? I mean that they have things that motivate them and like they're excited about that is outside of the relationship. Uh, you know, you have to have your own life. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of people agreeing on that one, right? Yeah, people have to have their own lives. It can't just be about the relationship. And we'll get to that one when we get to red flags, too. What about someone who, open, who communicates openly? Why is communication, we talk about this all the time, why is communication so important when it comes to relationships? Say, say that one more time. Uh-huh. Right. So that's one thing, right? If they can't communicate openly, then they're probably hiding something. They might be lying about something. But what else? Why is communication so important when it comes to relationships? Say again? Right. That's true, too. 
but on an everyday basis, don't you need to communicate with the person you're involved with? He said, no. <laughs> but for those of us who need to, for whatever reason, don't you want to have, don't you want to be with somebody who knows how to communicate with you? Who understands what communication is, who understands how you communicate. Not everyone knows that. I can't tell you how many people come and sit on my couch who have awful communication skills. And the only way they do communicate is through arguing is through yelling. But you don't want to hear that every day. You want to be with somebody who knows how to communicate their thoughts and their feelings and their opinions without taking jabs at you. I think I think um, something I learned before that talking is not necessarily communicating, right. you know, effectively. Like we can be using words, but we're not. If we're not getting to the heart of the matter, then we're not really communicating uh, what needs to be communicated. You know what I'm saying? Like the level. Right. Understanding. Understanding was what important is what's important in communication because y'all could be talking at each other all day long, but if you don't understand each other, if you don't see where each other's coming from and be able to validate that other person's opinions and thoughts, then you're not communicating, at least not properly, it's not, and not, at least not effectively. And so he just mentioned this other one a second ago. Someone who honors your boundaries. When we talk about boundaries, we talk about that space you set up in between you and other people, not in terms of walls, but just in terms of having your own space that's not violated. Yeah, you want to share things with people, but you don't have to share everything with them. And the expectation should not be that you share everything with them. But some people will step over those boundaries all the time, disrespect your boundaries all the time. What do you think? One of the biggest boundary, um, cr crossing boundaries issues that I see in my practice is the phone issue. What do you mean? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Going through the phone, touching the phone, like your phone is your phone, that's your business, whatever. whatever if you're going looking for something, you're gonna find something. If you already suspect something, just go with your gut. But you don't need to cross someone's boundaries and go through their stuff, especially the phone. Or just ask directly. Just ask directly. Yeah, yeah, ask, and that goes into communication. Right. You know, asking, like, this is what I feel, you know, this is, you know, can, you, can we talk about this? But, oh, that, that's just a pet peeve of mine. I mean, how many of us feel violated when somebody picks up our phone and starts looking through it. <laughs> Everybody, right? That's a boundary. Now, if someone's constantly doing that, that's showing a couple of things. One, that they don't know how to maintain healthy boundaries, but also that, they're, that they don't trust you, right? It's a trust issue. And so what's going on that you don't trust me? Now we have to get back into communication issues, all right? And so let's move from green flags. We talked about self-responsibility already. Let's move from. What? Then you need to know how to communicate with them, right? Then if they're lying, why are you with them? That's a, that's a, that's a red flag right there. Right, right. Move on. Just move on. Don't go through all that. But Esther, why, why do you want to check the phone? You want to verify? I don't trust myself. She don't trust herself. You don't trust you. 
she jumped off that one real quick. All right. Let's go to red flags and relationships, all right? Yeah, okay, look at the people's phones. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> so that goes right into discarding, disregarding boundaries, all right? Somebody who's looking through your phone, of course that's disrespectful, right? Woo, conversation getting a little nice, right? Right about now, it's about time for me to let you know that make sure you leave comments in the comic section. If you hear something that you didn't like or you thought there was a point that we missed, right there in the comic section. State your opinion. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms starting with today. And without further ado, let's get back into it. This is why we start with the green flags, okay? Because once you get the red flags, you step in that red flag territory, boy. Everybody start getting heated. Okay? So I guess we'll just start with disregarding boundaries. And so, yeah, you don't want to be with somebody who disregards your boundaries. Then go into invalidating. And so, again, invalidating is about communication again. You know, are you able to validate what somebody is saying, even if you don't believe it, even if it's not true for you, but understand that it's true for them? And be able to say, hey, okay, I understand that's the way that you feel. Do you want to be with somebody who never understands where you're coming from? Right? Why is that a problem? Right. 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 And so, so, so they don't take the time to understand you. That means they're just about themselves, right? Who wants to be around that? Okay. How about this one? They pressure you for sex. <laughs> Someone who forces is like, look it, if we're not doing this, then we, need, we don't need to be together. He said that's true. <laughs> but isn't it, doesn't, it have to, doesn't it have to be a mutual thing, though? Shouldn't that be consensual? Shouldn't both of you guys want to be there? Right. But if they're pressing you for it, that means you're both not on the same page. And nobody wants to feel pressured. Man, it's even harder to do what you want to do once you're feeling pressure. That's not going to help the situation. What about this one? Someone who's overly critical of you, meaning you can't do nothing right in their eyes. <laughs> Somebody's had some hard relationships back there. <laughs> She's stressed. But overly critical. But why is that such an issue? Someone who's been. So, oh my God. Welcome back, T. All right, so <laughs> let's just hypothetically say, you know, you y'all in a relationship. Neither one of y'all trust each other, right? So you don't want her go nowhere. She don't want you go nowhere. So y'all always with each other. It's never any space to try to trust each other. Like, try. Not saying it's going to happen overnight, but it's like, if you don't never let her go out and she don't ever let you go out, then... Y'all putting each other in a box, you know what I'm saying? And there's no reason to not trust each other at that point because it's just, it's just us. <laughs> we ain't doing nothing with nobody else in the world. So I, I think that's a red flag. You get no argument from me on that one. But what about the criticism, though? 
Who wants to be criticized for everything you do? This is something. This is right? something I'm learning though, Tariq. So What's that? I know I had read something a while back that like for every critical thing, you need to say five positive things, right? Right. And if if I don't have that five positive things, then I shouldn't be critical. I shouldn't be with that person. But right. That's I can't argue a with work, you there. A work in progress. Of course. <laughs> I mean, think about it like this. None of us are perfect, all right? There are things that we do that may not be agreeable agreeable to somebody else, all right? But imagine for a second that all they do is pick on absolutely everything you do. The way you clean, the way you cook, the way you eat, you chew too loud. Excuse me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's a real issue there. It's not just that small thing, you know what I'm saying? So nine times out of ten, yeah, you know, nine times out of ten, you got some, some other stuff going on. Or right. y'all got some other problems right. that y'all haven't addressed that now anything is an issue. Mm -hmm. So, I, I yeah. This is the thing, too, though. Everything, everything not a relationship. Go ahead now. Every everything not a relationship. Just because two people are are together, or they decide that they decide they want to go out to eat and have sex, every, you know, a couple times a week. A relationship is about balance. You got me. It should be a career involved on both sides. Y'all should have hobbies that y'all working on without each other. When y'all come together, you know what I'm saying. It's more of well, how did this go? How did that go? Ain't no trust issues. If you got those type of issues, that's not really a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's two people that don't trust each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, another point about this, too, and they're going to move on, is someone being too critical of you, in my eyes, they just don't like you anyway. If they want you to change everything, they probably don't really like you that much, or at least don't like who you are. can get with people who've been in a, a real crazy relationship before they met you. Then they bring that craziness to the new relationship. And then once they get that in the new relationship, you, you know, you started out where I was crazy in this and I'm on the new one now. Now I'm in the new one. I'm bringing my old bad habits to the new one. And now you never worked on the new stuff because now the stuff issues you have with the old relationship is in your new relationship. So they go to crud right there. You just, you just diluted and polluted the relationship again. So you're never going to trust nobody because when I, when I first got in my relationship with my marriage, I've been married 23 years, she brought the old bad habits, and I had to say, hey, hon, I'm not the old guy. And after I did that, I think I took a weight off of her shoulder because she believed that we can now communicate and talk about some things. But before I said that, I was getting the same crap that that dude was getting. So you got to change the environment of the relationship. If it starts out that way, it's going to end up that way unless you change it. Major red flag right there. You got it. <coughs> oh, Dr. Lee. I just want to say that I have a lot of gratitude for the woman that's in my life today. I've, I'm fortunate. I've got a good woman. And I've got, I just wanted to share that with y'all. <laughs> I've been through a whole lot. I've really got a good, mature woman. I'm a good, mature man. I have grown. I just thank God for that.
I mean, that's why we have these discussions. Lists like this make you appreciate what you got right or recognize what you got is wrong. All right, here's another one. Why do you, would you want to be with somebody who avoids conflict all the time? Why is that? Why is somebody who, right, it's going to build up, right? Right. No. All right, so that's like right now what you're saying, right? It could be something small. So let's just say somebody don't like anything. It could be the smallest thing. It could be the, the restaurant you choose or whatever the case may be. But if they don't tell you and y'all don't address that and they keep going to that same place over and over again and you wondering why they not eating, they don't like it. But they not addressing it because that's something so small, just a restaurant. And you like it. So they just going to piggyback off that. So if you have an issue, I think that it, it's just best to address it head on, whether you're in a relationship or a friendship, because it's going to build up. It's going to be another problem. Then when y'all hit another problem that y'all decide to talk about, now you're hearing about the 15 things that y'all didn't. Yep. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just address it. Exactly. You don't want that kind of build up because everything will blow up at one time. Yep, sorry. Now, here's one that, you know, people usually think, oh, well, if they're doing this, then they probably really like me. But this is one, this is also a relationship red flag. Overshares personal details quickly. I mean, they tell you everything that's going on in their life instantly. All the bad stuff that's happened to them, all the time they've been hurt, you know, everything they're trying to do. They're telling you absolutely everything about their lives. Instantly. Right. There you go. She dropping dollars today. Give me. I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I need to leave this, you know, because I'm just saying, like, they just they just want you to save them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've been cheated on. They've been lied to. They ain't been provided for in the right ways. You know what I'm saying? So now, like he said, the same thing, like they coming from the last relationship, expecting you to be A1, like no problems, no nothing. So, yeah, you can't, you can't save everybody. They, I don't know, people bring toxic traits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, you, you gotta look at it. You got the ones that got the story. I've been through it all. This, that, the third. You know, just to get saved so you could take them out to eat, come do this for them, and then spend the band right back again. Oh yeah, I'm going to the next forty dollar man in the morning. The next twenty dollar man later on. Oh, he gonna buy me some Christian Louboutins or this, that, the third. It don't work like that. That game don't work. That's that manipulation right there. All right. That's what you have to be careful of. Somebody may be oversharing with you because they're trying to set you up for something later. Think about this. Somebody's sharing all these sob stories with you. You start to feel sorry for them, and now you're willing to do anything for them. Now they got you trapped. And that's why you have to be careful. That's why it's a red flag. Anyone who's oversharing with you, understand they may be setting you up for something more later on. All right? So you got to be very, very careful with that one. What about inconsistency? You know, that person you've been rapping with all week long, but then here come the weekend, and all of a sudden, they disappear. That's what I be saying. You got this one, y'all. <laughs> 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 
right? Yeah. Okay. Financially, physically, emotionally, it don't matter. No woman is going to go without. No real woman anyway. Okay. It, it ain't going to work like that. She ain't about to just be out here looking crazy. Right. Nah. Yeah, but you are out here looking crazy. In a way. <laughs> but to them, they don't see it that way. Because they just, like you said, just trying to get by. Right. You want to you make sure that you're with somebody who's showing up when they say they're going to show up. You know, people who keep disappearing on you, that's a red flag. Hey, we all have things that pop up, but if they got stuff popping up all the time, then recognize there's something else going on. How many people, you've been with somebody who, like, yeah, you know, I go to bed early every night. I'm in bed at 7 o'clock. You're not in bed at 7 o'clock. You're seeing somebody else. <laughs> That's what you're doing. We, we, right, I got work, I got work late. <laughs> Yeah. The woman that had your name in that joint is Tammy. <laughs> Tammy, Tammy. You think Tammy called it? That ain't Tammy. That's Tariq. But because the man may not go through her phone right. and get for her privacy, you ain't going to know that. That's true. Women are slick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, I can see y'all been through a few things, haven't y'all? Y'all seen a few things. All right, because I don't want to run out of time on us, so let's move on. What about someone who can't empathize with someone who lacks empathy? Remember, when we talk about empathy, we talked about this before. Empathy is having the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and see things from their perspectives. Really understanding where they're coming from, from what's going on with them, not just what's going on with you. Why is it important to be with somebody who actually can show you empathy? Say everybody needs love? Yeah, we definitely all need love. But I think it goes back to something we were saying before. You don't want to be with somebody who doesn't understand your perspective, who doesn't understand where you're coming from. Because it's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be about what they want as opposed to what you need. Now, we talked earlier about the importance of having long-standing relationships, long-standing friendships. But what about somebody who's like all in with their family all the time? Like they can't separate themselves from the family. Every conversation you have, they have to have with, the, with their family too. To Why is that a headache? What could your family do for me? I'm not with them. I don't have to talk to them. They don't live in my house. They don't pay my bills. They don't pay my rent. They don't do none of that. So what, what, what you helping me for? You ain't doing nothing but causing a major headache and drama in my household. You got to go. 
If you can't go and you can't respect that, then oh well, all y'all got to go. All y'all got to. I mean, the important thing too is remember we talked about boundaries earlier. If somebody doesn't have healthy boundaries with their family, then you're always gonna be wrong about everything. Well, my mama said this, my uncle said that. You know, people have to have healthy boundaries. They have to be even with your family, huh? <laughs> right. Right. You have to you have to be able to keep those things separate, right? Right. Let's move on. Someone who's manipulative. We talked about that a little bit while a little while ago. And you can see that when it happens, they're always trying to get you to do something, even if you don't want to do it, even if it's not the right thing to do, even if you don't have it. Well, if you love me, you know, you'll go ahead and get that, uh, I don't know, something that somebody wants from you that, that you probably don't have the ability to pay for, but they still want you to pay for it. New car, right? You know? PS4. My kids need a PS4, right? Or pay my bills. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is one sister I know. Well, actually, I don't know her. I know people who do know her. Her game is this. She comes on real, real hard, real, real fast, real, real strong, right? And so next thing you know, you hit probably the first date, and okay, you think things are good, right? Ten minutes later, she's like, you know what? I need $200 towards this. That's manipulation, right? So she's using her body. Hey, look, a woman can do it and use her body to do whatever she wants to. But now she's using her body to get things from you specifically. Right. But you know what? But guys do the same thing. I can't tell you how many guys I have on my who come sit on my couch who are married. And they talk about how when they first got with their mate, they were doing everything their mate wanted them to do. Everything. Then once they had him, it's like, eh, I don't feel like doing that anymore. And so you can think about all that stuff that you go out of your way to do early on that you don't feel like carrying the weight for no more once you get in a relationship. That's being manipulative as well. It's like a long con. No. no. Who said that? You don't stop. You don't stop just because you get the nap. But people, that's the whole point, though. I mean, if you continue to do that, that's one thing. That's, like it's that's a little bit different. That's a conversation. That's an agreement that you guys have to have. But were you cooking? But were you? Oh, you mean if she was doing it? But that. But were you doing that? Were you doing that just to try and get them and trap them? That's the thing about it. Oh, here we go. Nikki the barber. I do. Um, <laughs> I I do like 
short-lived relationships, no long-term. But with me, it's like I can see a guy and whatever, we could go out, but like as soon as I get what I want, I'm over him. I no longer want to, I'm no longer interested. And that's just it. I'm bored. I got you. And if I got you easy, I don't want you no more. Ah, do you say that at the beginning of a relationship? Right. So what he's saying, huh? But that's and that's that's manipulation. That's the point. That's a red flag, right? Right, and that's the thing, like he said, if you put that out, out front and let people know this is what's up. I do short-term relationships. I want something. You want something cool. But once I get done, I'm done. If you have that conversation, you already have to understand that's one thing. Yeah, they don't believe you. Right. And this will be the last one I'll do right here. Uh, oh. Go ahead, bro. I was just saying, I think that she's, um, it might be two different lanes because technically if I meet a woman or a woman meets me, I'm not entitled to give her my whole plan and she's not entitled to give me my whole plan. Right. But the manipulation comes in if somebody you know is actively trying to pursue like something longer and then you're lying to them and then you're, not, you're beating around the bush. That might be the part that's a little bit evil, but... If she just had her fun and she's done, she's not entitled to give me an explanation. And we kind of got to get out of that practice of thinking like, oh, well, you should put everything out front because what if I didn't know what I wanted up front until we went out? That's the whole point of dating. Right. Right. But that's the whole thing about it. If you're going into it with that attitude, and you already know that, and you're getting what you want out of the situation without sharing that, that's where the man, man, manipulation comes in, huh? But understand, but you still, but still manipulative action though. And that's fine, right? If you're not interested, right? Right. But again, it's the difference between having those experiences and realize you're not interested in another one where you're going into it knowing that you want to do this short term already. If you know, if you know it from experiencing it, if you meet somebody, hey, if you meet somebody and you're not digging them, that's one thing. But if you know, hey, I'm going into this knowing that I don't want much other than what I'm going to get right now, that's a whole other thing. So it's not based on experience; it's based off of what just what you just want, right? That's something. That's something totally different. That's something totally different. That's a different different kind. I'm not holding anybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. But is that not? But it is manipulative. The whole thing about it is, yeah, you don't owe them, but understand the action itself is manipulative. 
That is still it's still manipulative. I, I think the way she that. presented it at first, it sounded like like she ha- is intentionally going out with people and getting stuff. That's how it pr- that's how I'm that's what I'm clarifying for you. Because right. the way you presented it at first is like I'm going in this and I want this A, B, and C from this person, and then I'm and then I'm and then I'm not. That's how she said it. But as we're discussing it more, I understand you're right. Dating is dating, and people don't understand what dating is. Right. Dating yeah, is right. going out, getting to know a person, and so on and so forth. And I tell women all the time in my practice that you should be dating several people at a time. Men have done it all along, but society has told us that we shouldn't do it. But you should be out there dating several people. You are single until you walk across that aisle and say, I do, mm-hmm. in, my, in, in, my, in, in my definition. Right. So I just wanted to help you out because the way you presented it at first is like you out there manipulating people and just trying to get over and then you cutting them right. loose. Right. So you just be careful about how you say it and, and, and say like, yeah, I'm just dating people. You know, I want to date because I want to, you know, go out to new restaurants. Right. right. And, you know, and you do that with several different people. But the way you presented it at first, it was like, I'm just getting what I'm going in, getting what I want, and, and I'm, I'm dumping them, right. uh, and I'm ghosting them. And that's why I'm saying that's what gets women killed. Yeah, that's different. All right, we're about to end up real quick, so let me finish this last one. And this goes to the one that we talked about a little bit earlier. Someone who is hyper-focused on a relationship, meaning they're not paying attention to nothing else going on. They cut off all their friends. They're not spending time with anybody else. They stop all the hobbies. Everything is about the relationship now. Why is that a red flag? I feel like, yeah, you should put in a lot of focus on a relationship. You just met a nice person. You want to make sure you can stay with this person and be as happy as possible with them for as long as you can. But you can't cut off everyone else because that's how you lose friends. That's how people stop talking to you. That's how you cause more problems. You want to have as minimal problems as possible. You want everything to be balanced out. True. Very true. You know, most of us, we, we meet a nice woman. We would our fellas, and then, then the ladies would date girls. And then when you meet somebody, y'all become closed in. It's just about y'all. And then once everybody leaves, you done turned everybody off. Now you get one issue in your relationship. Now you want to get back with your boys. She want to get back with her girls. And then everybody else is like, they got a red flag up with you. You know, because you done backed off everybody. Because the best thing is just be in a relationship with somebody and have somebody to talk to. If I got my boys, they're going to say, well, man, what y'all should do is do this. Or the ladies will say, what you should do, sweetie, is do this. You know, y'all work it out. But if you're cutting everybody off, man, you a red flag right off, right away. Exactly. I mean, what you want to consider is when you're talking about red flags and being hyper-focused, you're talking about somebody who is investing everything they have into the relationship like nothing else exists. And so when we talked earlier about, what was it? you know, having healthy hobbies and self-care, if all you're doing is focusing on a relationship, yeah, we want that attention, and it's important to put effort forward in a relationship. But if all you're doing is focusing on a relationship, that can be a very scary thing. Because almost like this, like if you leave, their life is over, and that's how they're treating it. And it can't be like that. You want to feel like you're both in this because you want to be in this, and you got somewhere to go, and not just because, you know, this person put so much effort into it. Go ahead. And also, um, they start to have the expectation that you do the same thing. 
Yeah. And that is very unhealthy because that opens a window for abuse yeah. in relationships. True. Oh, yeah. True. True. All right. So we only have a couple minutes left. Um, if you flip the page over, well, before we do that, let's just end on this. Does anybody have any other red flags or green flags we didn't discuss today? Any other red flags we need to consider? Say it again. <laughs> what about any green flags? Any green flags? Things that you should be looking for? <laughs> That's green, all right. All right, so good credit. Good credit, right. Right, exactly. Exactly. Those school loans will kill that. Yeah, a credit score, that could be anything, man. You got to be careful with that. That, with that could be parents. I know parents who take in and mess up people's credit. Yep. You know, so yep. it might not be a reflection, yep. reflection of them. <laughs> All right, real quick, if you flip the sheet over, you'll see um, our little inventory of red and green flags. We're not going to have time to go over them today, so you can take this with you and take a look and see where you stand on things. You know, you want to be able to measure where you are. Talking about being self-reflective, you want to be able to measure where you are when it comes to these red and green flags. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if we, if you talked about this as a red flag, but um, listen to how people talk about their last relationships. Oh, that's their, a good one. Their, their exes. If yeah. everybody crazy or there's a problem with everybody else, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, uh, yeah, no lie, no lie. If somebody's bad-mouthing everybody else they've been with, like they didn't do anything wrong, that kind of goes back into the whole part of... Um, being responsible and being self-reflective. Yeah. But all they do is talk bad about other people. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be around somebody like that too much. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you again, Charlotte Anderson, and starting with today, Dr. Lee, crew, thank you guys for everything, all the patrons for being here. I got to shout out my lady, Shan, for coming out and supporting me today. Um, thank you guys again. And I'm not sure when we'll be back. We haven't talked about, oh, Charlotte's going to come over with the baby and get the microphone. Here we go. Hey, y'all. Um, thank y'all again. It's been a wonderful 2019. Thank you, Dr. Lee, for everything. Um, and then Aaron and TT for support for the podcast and Jay's house here. So we're wrapping up the decade today. Um, and on the horizon, we have a podcast dropping um, next week. And if y'all can follow Starting With Today on Instagram, on Twitter, it's Starting W Today. Uh, we're on Facebook, too, but Instagram is the best one, to find, best way to find us and connect with us um, so you can see all the um, upcoming events. And then we'll be back late January of 2020. Y'all have a great um, holiday season. Happy New Year. Y'all be blessed. Nice. Conversation was good, right? Talked about empathy, respect, and going through people's phones, which I hope none of you are doing. I'd like to give special love to Lee's Barbershop located in Southeast D.C., Therapist Tariq Amari Walton for hosting the whole discussion and starting with today founder Charlotte Anderson. We appreciate your time listening. Make sure you leave comments in the comment section. If you want to check us out on all social media platforms, it's starting with today. Twitter, IG, doesn't matter. Even your Facebook page. Make sure you like it. Leave a comment in the comment section. Maybe there was something that you thought that we missed. Maybe we made good points. Or maybe there were just some points that just made you mad. We'd love to hear from you. We appreciate you stopping by. I'm Jay Hall. Follow me on all platforms, Jay Hall Radio. And as usual, be blessed.
successful, and we'll talk to you soon.